Hey moms, please keep in mind that I am not a mental health professional. This space is simply for creating conversations. If you are in crisis, please dial 988 for the National Crisis Hotline. If you are in danger, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency department. Now, let's talk. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, the Sick Moms podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to be here again today with uh, someone I've known for a long time. Uh, What's interesting about this guest is that I didn't know this was a journey that she was going through. I do want to warn you uh, as a trigger warning that we are going to talk about infant loss. So please, um, if you choose to continue to listen to this podcast, make sure that you are protecting your heart. So, um, Veronica, thank you very much for being here today. I very much appreciate this. Um, We are going to talk about infant loss because you have experience with this and you have a very unique perspective in that uh, with this particular situation, you're your grandma. And that's, I don't think, something that a lot of people get to talk about, Um, how to how to move through infant loss um, is hard but you're going to talk to us about how to move through infant loss when you're grandma. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So, um, like I said, this is not something that we talk about a lot, right? We, we know that infant loss exists. We know that, that people lose their babies, but we don't, we don't talk about it. There's so much hurt and pain around it that, um, most most people won't talk about it except with their closest friends and family. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of support out there. Uh, I feel like maybe more for parents, but less for grandparents. Um, for sure. So um, why, why don't you tell me, you know, a little bit, a little bit about your story. Let, let's talk about what, what happened. Okay. Uh, my story starts um, last December on Christmas day. My middle son came to our family to announce that he was going to be having a baby. And this was our first grandchild, first niece or nephew for our family. And we were so excited to um, start that journey with Jeff and I, my husband has been looking forward to being grandparents for years. Um, And, you know, we wanted it to be in the right time, but uh, we were just beside ourselves with excitement. And um, so as any family would, we just went through those early months with great anticipation. Um, Around 19 weeks, my son's fiance found out that um, there was something going wrong with the baby and she had fetal um, high drops, which we had never heard of. And that is actually, um, it's not a condition of its own. It is a, a reaction, I guess you could say, to an underlying condition. And most often a congenital defect of some kind or something like that. And basically it just means that there's fluid in two or more parts of the body, which could be water or it can be blood, you know, any, it's like edema and it kind of will mirror in the mother um, in the form of like preeclampsia if it gets worse or progresses, you know, things like that. 
Um, so my children were faced with a just unbelievable diagnosis of, you know, two options. You could go to a different state to terminate, or you would be going through a pregnancy with maybe that expectation that this was going to be a loss. Um, and then they went through a series of tests, um, genetic tests, and they found out that um, the underlying condition is a, a syndrome called Noonan syndrome. None of this we've ever heard of. Um, so we did a lot of research and, you know, looking for better outcomes than what they were given. And they had decided to, you know, to continue with the pregnancy. And all of us were supportive of that. Um, and so we did that. And they found out several weeks later through the genetic testing about the Noonan syndrome. And um, at that point, she was um, almost around 34 weeks. And so they had started that planning of an early birth and um little sweet vera came at 34 weeks and one day and nobody knew the extent of what her condition would be until she was born so that also we just always you know hoped for the best you know um and she lived to be for about eight and a half hours so we did get to spend a little bit of time. Um, I was great, well, grateful enough for my son. He let me go in there to visit her in, in ICU. And um, I spent about 15 minutes with her. And then we, she started to destabilize. And so then we progressed into um, losing her. And, you know, we were just devastated all the way around. Um and then that's what started my journey as a grandma um, and looking to how do I help my children? How do I plan for a funeral for my granddaughter? And what do they want? Um, and these very personal questions. But the end result is, um, you know, you find they provide you with resources, I guess, literature on how to grieve or what to expect when you're grieving, but there's no roadmap for anyone really. I mean, there there are places out there, but you have the extent to what you have to go through. Oh, we lost your audio. Can you unmute yourself? There we go. For okay. for um the parents. You know, and as a grandparent, as a mother, um, you know, you always just want to protect them and to, you know, shield them from it. So, you know, in the early days, there was a lot of we will take this on for you. Let us look for places for you. Um, and in our case, it was a little different because they actually live in a different location than we do. And it's about two and a half hours away. So what they may have to offer up there is different from where I'm located. And um, 
it it's not connected, you know, and that makes it difficult for families as well, because sometimes the adult children are going to be looking to the parents for guidance or support to go with you to to even attempt to try to walk into a room to talk to other parents that have gone through this. Um, and, you know, that's not always possible either. So um, it's been a, a really eye-opening experience that I felt com just compelled to bring out and let's talk about this as a community and let's work together to help these families really because it's not it is the parents you know first and foremost I can't even imagine um when I look at my son he just seems a little different now you know and it's really sad um but it affects aunts uncles sisters you know um Vera has an older sister who's like one of the most courageous little girls I've ever seen in my life. And I just love her to death. Um, but even for her, she needs um, a place to express what's just happened over the summer, you know. And um, so just like with any other disease or condition or challenge in life, um, this is an area that we don't give it enough um, enough attention before, you know. I know from my personal experience, I've known women that have lost children. I've had family members that have lost children. Um, and I did not know the extreme pain that they go through, whether it's a miscarriage or stillbirth. It, it really doesn't matter. As a mom... You know, in my younger years, when my kids were growing up, there was a child that was hit by a car and we, you know, we helped the mother and you could see that and you could empathize. So as a mom of that happening, but I still didn't walk in her shoes. And I think that's the hardest part. And now that this has hit our family, I'm sort of of the the mindset like well now it's open now the door is known and i'll use my voice as much as i can um to help these families in our local area to combat you know this this extreme sadness that they've got going on you know i mean and it goes from everything from your physical changes in your body as a woman um, your body is experiencing this loss as well physically to where, what do we do with our family member? You know, what do we do with our granddaughter? How, where, where's the best place for her? And those are challenging questions, hard wrenching questions to have with your family, with your son, with your, your, your couple, you know? Yeah just starting out um this was my son's first child so um it's just a very devastating loss for him you know and where do you how do you help them also was just um it's just mind-boggling that um there aren't places for fathers to go 
um, when they were in the hospital, I asked the nurses and the um, social workers that would come in, what about for dads? Are there meetings for dads? Are there places that he can go to get help? You know, and they're just kind of like, you know, that's a really good question. Um, but we really don't have one. And, you know, this affects like your your spirituality in a way, you know, uh, for myself, my journey has been this incredible, I want to say it started off really angry because you pray and pray and pray while your your little baby is developing, you know, and your anticipation and you're just like, please, dear God, help her be safe, you know. And then this outcome is the outcome, and it's very difficult to not be very angry. Um, but thankfully, you know, there is hope. Um, I've been able to find a very good counselor that's been really helpful with helping me find my path. Not so much that they're guiding me at all, but I go to them and I say, this is what I found this week. And this is what I'm going to work on this week. And so that's really good for me to direct my energy and my prayers, you know, this, I think by doing this and um, trying to talk about it um, has helped me with healing my own spirituality. Like the hole that it left me with was incredible. And I've never experienced it, to be honest with you. Um, but I feel like each time I have an encounter with somebody, um, I feel close to Vera, but I also feel like God's healing me in that way for myself, you know, and um, I feel like you can get caught up in the tragedy, but we have to be able to be willing to move forward. And, you know, parents aren't going to be the ones to really push that. I think it falls to, I always say, well, it's kind of like I'm a step removed because I'm a grandma to this, you know. And, um, you know, maybe by me doing some things that help my heart, um, it will initiate healing for my kids as well, and, you know, for what's to come because you know it's very raw still this is only about three months in now and it's not very long at all um but when i saw that you know you can call the march of dimes and there's not much information out there for the state of idaho i i have yet to find a contact person for that um and there are some places around here but when you contact them it's a very hard thing to try to connect and so I was a few weeks ago just kind of I really wanted through my journey I started reading a book that helped me and I really wanted to try to share that and that's when your um, podcast came along and I was like this is where I can get started this would be my starting point but I needed to have something to tell you a story to tell you and to say, I want to share experience, strength, and hope that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. I do believe that. Um, and it will be with a community of people that work together to help each other 
through this incredible um, loss. And so I started reading that and I, I finally got the courage to like reach out on Facebook and I've been able to connect to some women that have experienced it themselves and are working on um, trying to heal. So they have like a little group in our area and I'm going to partner with them to try to bring some support and networking to this community in the next few weeks so that uh, we can start helping people because, you know, between the time that we've lost our Vera, there's others that have their story to tell. And um, I really think there is a, a stigma, I want to say, that like pulls you back from, you know, what do you do? You can't go up to people and be like, hi, I'm Veronica. And I, I was a grandma for eight hours. You can't say that. You know, um, and nor should you really, but, and I'm not saying that it minimizes it, but when people start to share their stories, they start to feel a little better. So what I'm really talking about is that women who have really experienced these losses, and sometimes they're multiple, mm -hmm. they really do need um, an avenue of support and women helping women, really. I mean, why not? We all have a uterus. And so I think there's a connection there that we can help people get through um, these kinds of, you know, these tribulations. I mean, I just think I like the idea and concept of your podcast because people can listen to it when they want and at their leisure. And maybe it inspires them to kind of reach out. If you've been through it and it's been some years, these, the women that I've been talking to that it's happened to recently within this last year need to know from women that have experienced it maybe two, five, 20 years ago. And just so that they know they aren't alone in this experience. And the same for fathers as well. Um, most of the time, fathers are trying to be stoic. And society expects them to be stoic. And when a man cries, it's kind of assumed as a, a weakness. But I think these roles... Ha are starting to change you know these ideas that stereotypical idea of what a man a man should be is kind of changing and we need to be supportive of that as well because um some men don't handle it well and it comes out in anger and it comes out in using um vices that you know make them not want to engage in their emotional state and um it can have really damaging effects to you know everyone in the family um they take you know they can take it out on each other typically a lot of um couples it's known that you know statistically uh this happens, a loss of a child will break a family apart. 
and to try to like support that or um let the kids know that you know you're not alone it's just opened my eyes and i can't just turn away from that now you know is where i'm at at the moment so what I think is really interesting is, you know, this is sick moms. We talk about mom's mental health struggle just because that's the story I know, right? I don't know a man's story, but I think what you touched on there is that um, when you asked for help for your son, you were brushed off. There isn't anything, right? And mm-hmm. you're talking about something, anything, but something devastating like infant loss. Um, I feel like like you said, it affects everybody. That mother needs enveloped in support, but that father doesn't need to be left on the outside. Correct. You know, that father needs to be enveloped by, by everybody in the community. There needs to be other fathers. There needs to be grandparents. There needs to be professionals that envelop that father in support. Um, And again, like you said, it affects the whole family. Um, These women that you've reached out to that have experienced infant loss, that can go a lot further for you because you can get in contact with their parents and mm-hmm. you guys can support each other in, in how do you move forward from being a grandma for eight hours? You know, and I don't believe Veronica that you were only a grandma for eight hours. I can see right now that you're still a grandma. Yeah. It's just hard to sometimes remind yourself of that every once in a while, you know? And I think that by me talking about this and making this more of a reality in all the facets, the things that I think of, what can I do? It's really about how do I heal enough so that I can honor my granddaughter? You know, in the book that I've been reading and in the literature that I've picked up, I really have drawn that, that I want to honor my my baby daughter you know my my granddaughter my very first only granddaughter that I have so I have this desire to help other families that were in what we were in you know um just so that they know they're not alone because it's not going to change the pain they're in um it's not gonna you know change that outcome for them in any way but at least they'll know that there's people there that are there to support whether it's meals whether it's i fundraising you know i don't know exactly what i don't have that clear path yet but they need i know it would have been beneficial if there was a network or somebody where you know, we were facing this. How do you even prepare for your infant, your baby coming, and it might have to prepare for a funeral? None of us could have expected that. Like, I know I certainly couldn't. It, I couldn't accept that as a reality um, when we were in the middle of all of that. So it wasn't talked about. We didn't plan anything for that. In fact, my granddaughter was born the day before her baby shower. And so, you know, what do we do with all those things? How do you approach the conversation of um, what they come home to after this whole thing happened with, you know, items there for the baby? Um, you know, it just tears your soul 
you know, and it's bad. Like, I can only imagine. I mean, in the, some of the stories I've heard recently, there's some that are just like our families. You know, the baby was born, you know, almost ready to be here. And they've had the baby shower. They had everything for the baby. What do you do? So that it just don't, you know, it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. And it's a painful one because um, even when I, in my searching to try to find myself help and um, what to do, you, you know, I know that they have um, some grief support um, at like funeral homes. But what stopped me from really even entertaining that was this is such a person. It's just such a different type of loss that I really think that um, it needs its own type of work. You know, I've I've lost family members before. Grandmas, my parents, they had lives. They had interactions with the world, you know, and in this case with some of them um you're mourning a possibility in a lot of ways you know what could have had or potential and you know i'm mourning the loss of what i envisioned as this little girl would grow up to be you know um it's just as real as any other human being You know, and I can only imagine when you are pregnant and, and I know if it were me um, and I miscarried a child, it would have been that same loss that I'm feeling right now, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're just, it's hard to, I don't know anybody that could actually like detach themselves and say, well, you know. It wasn't so bad. Right. It, it it was only, you know, it only like the you were only pregnant for so long. And these are things that people will say inadvertently, not knowing that the incredible pain that it, they may inflict, you know. Um, but it doesn't negate the fact that, you know, we had a little girl here for eight and a half hours and we loved and celebrated her. Or as well, we will continue to do so, but um, we held on to her. You loved her her whole lifetime. Yeah. And to know that, you know, um, you'd take like solace in knowing that like she really wasn't impacted in negative ways from being here on earth right like she didn't have to grow up with somebody calling her a name or you know those things that kids go through at all like she's a perfect being and she did not i can't say she didn't suffer while she was here because she did but she's not in pain now and she's perfect now and that's how I choose to believe that. And my faith tells me that, you know. 
Um, And there are days as a grandparent, even where I really had to struggle with what, how am I going to get up today? In the beginning, when it first happened, I did not, I went right into mom mode and was like, what do we need to do? What is our next step? And I focused on that. And, but when all was said and done, it was a huge collapse, like emotional, mental, physical collapse that I just had to shut the world out and, you know, try to find the courage to bring myself back into the world again, you know, because, um, you know, you have to live on you it's what you do right but there was a moment where you know when all was done and I could just be with myself and be quiet and you know rest my heart and everything that you know I needed that time and now I'm I've just been living on you know what can we do next now what is our next step? What do I need to do? I'm not done healing or grieving. This is just part of my mission of helping myself through helping others is really what I'm wanting to do. And um, the hope is that I, because I've met some people, um, I didn't want to take away anything from um the woman that I met who has a mom's club, her name is Michelle um, Regear. And I went just this last Sunday to a candle lighting vigil because it was for infant loss awareness. And it was so beautiful. And it was a small group. But the thing that filled my heart was just that we could be there in honoring um their children our children our grandchildren we even honored um a niece that we have and um it was a a good way of like i just felt like that was putting some good into a basket that we really needed to start filling up because it's just been depleted with um so many other things that have taken precedence you know and anyway, I met them and I, we've just been working on it every day, you know, a little at a time. So there'll be a lot more to come and I'm going to be blasting some. I've never done this before, by the way, but going to learn how to use social media in a different way. Um, and we're going to partner together to create some community events and some serious like support groups where women can go and you know have a guided kind of discussion towards healing some of this and hopefully you know it breaks that stigma of i don't know not wanting to talk about this kind of topic the thing too is that because of all this that happened the one thing i learned from march of dimes is that there is, a, I want to say, an inequality or a struggle in our nation with maternity care um, that blows your mind. And when you're thinking about that, 
and so societally, um, there are some things that we need to change with our environment, you know, and how we look at the kind of quality of healthcare that's out there for women, you know, kind of a side burner, a little bit way far down the road for me anyway. I've read the statistics with maternal care and the mortality rate with mothers and children in this country. And you're right. It's definitely something that needs to be addressed and it's going to take more and more people like you uh, making waves and yelling at the top of your lungs to try to reform so that moms and babies don't die. Yeah. Yeah. It, it astounds me that we live in a nation with so much. And yet when I come across that kind of information, uh, it's like, why, why does it have to be that way in, you know, our country? Um, so bridging those gaps is something that I also would like to work on, but it's a different topic. And, um, you know, I'm personally, I think that, well, this is a horrible, horrible tragedy in our family and millions of people go through this every day. For myself, the greatest gift that I've can even manage to say that I've, I'm getting from this is the ability to find my voice and um, that through this tragedy, I'm hoping that good things will come for many in the future. Do you know what I mean? And I that just means, you know, if I can help one person get through the day without having to feel like their world has, I don't even know how to even express it, but if I can just help one person through this, then I've done my job. I've done, I've honored my daughter, my granddaughter, you know, Um, if I could help a family get through, you know, a funeral of their grandbaby that would be astonishing just to be able to hug another grandmother that has lost a, a baby before would be filling my soul you know because they they're there but you know a lot of times you know once you have one that you know what i mean like you focus on the good things right so you don't always know that there are women out there that are suffering, you know, the yeah. loss of their grandbaby. Yeah. It's just sad. You know, the holidays are coming. How do I fill my time? We're not looking forward to it at all because like our vision, not just mine, but my family's vision was like, oh, we have a baby for Christmas. That's going to be so much fun. You know, all those things. What am I going to do? So. We're going to be figuring it out, but, um, you know, if I have a meeting that I can go to, that would certainly help a lot. You know, there was some way of finding some relief, you know, that would be great. That's and that, that vigil was very comforting. And so I'm got to try to find some more of those too, but 
you know, October's ending and there's a lot of awareness month. That is the awareness month, I think, for everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Veronica, you talked about honoring your granddaughter by helping people, right? Um, being a voice, creating support groups, being that person that helps someone else. What are some other ways that you think you're going to be able to honor your granddaughter? Are you guys going to celebrate her birthday? Like, what are some of those things that you feel as a family will help you heal? Um, I think that we will. Um, we already kind of have started that, you know, with different holidays. Um, I know there's a little pumpkin at her graveside. And, um, you know, when we do it, like the grandparents, it's a it's a trip up there. Um, but yes, we will be doing those things because I think that's where the family kind of comes together with it. Um, you know, I have other sons and sometimes they don't know what they should be doing or what could be helpful. And then other times, you know, I've had one son that's just gone up there where the kids are to just spend the weekend with them and just spend time with them, you know, and that's been helpful. And for, you know, them to kind of, I want to say, you know, thinking of others, their brother, you know, um, those are good positive things that have come from that as well, you know. So I think that we will be celebrating the holidays. One of the um, things I'm working on is creating like a memorial ornament for Vera. Um, so we'll be doing that for Christmas. Um, and I think, you know, some of it too will be led, you know, what do the kids want to do? You know, um, if it's something that I can do, like we've um, got flowers and planted them in our yard, things like that, so that I can see um, beauty, you know. And then we want to get like this butterfly bush, um, which we never thought of before. But at her graveside, there's a bunch of trees. So my granddaughter is buried in a part of a cemetery up in Boise, um, where it's called baby land and so there's no adults buried there and it goes from you know infant or you know stillborns all the way to two years old and it's a beautiful very it's um back away from any kind of the main road so to speak in the cemetery and um it doesn't get mowed a lot it's a sanctuary kind of for them right and um so she's in a row where there's flowers right behind her and one of the bushes is a butterfly bush and so jeff and i want to get a couple of those for our yard so that butterflies come because butterflies have become a thing um with vera and her parents and me um they say that when butterflies come around you that means that loved ones are new you very similar to the the cardinal is another animal or bird that um they say in folklore that um, when they're when they show up it, it's because a loved one spirit is with them you know coming to visit you 
So whenever I see, you know, I think I say hi, baby to like, you know, moms. I don't care because <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm just like, I love you, you know. Um, but we want that so that those kinds of symbols mean things, special things for us, you know. And because um, really, you know, like, that's how I've dealt with other deaths in the past like by doing simple little things like that too but um we also have these little twinkle lights that has a little fairy in it you know and they're in my backyard and my son has two others that are going to be at her graveside for her to light up her little area um it's a crazy thing some people you know might think well that gosh that seems insane um but when this happened it was sort of like this is what we need to do i wanted them to have a place for her they didn't want the alternative and so we worked together with um we had a lot of people donate their money really to help us do that and um it helped like I have family that live far away and friends that live far away because we're not originally from Idaho. Um, and that was their way of helping us get through that, you know? And so that's another thing that our family wants to work on is helping families be able to um, bury their children if that's what they choose to do um, with less cost to them. Um, but I love that idea of, I don't, I've never heard of it before. Um, and I don't know how many cemeteries actually have that, but like to have a little baby land area for babies, that was the most comforting aspect of that plan that brought my children, um, comfort at that time, you know, was that she wouldn't need to be buried next to a stranger. I mean, she next to a stranger but she's next to two other little babies so they found comfort in that is what I mean yeah yeah which is such a hard pill to swallow to share with you that it's very difficult it's not a fun topic but um I want them I want people to know like we can normalize these conversations a little bit and know that um they have options and stuff. I think that would help people because when the kids, when this happened, they were like, I don't know what we're going to do, you know, and not just because of money, but because like, can you imagine? No. Having, I know. It's I can't imagine. To me. I cannot imagine. I mean, and you, you know, that's the worst part as a mom, you know, you, you, boo-boos and broken phones or you know all their dramas that kids go through you know and you're just like how am I going to get how how do I help my son at this moment in his life with this because I was totally at a loss um I was just like It's very scary. And talk about mental health, you know, um, if you're not, you know, everybody has their challenges in life just in general, mm -hmm. right? And they bring with them their past stuff, you know, and then you have a, a loss like this. 
talk about the fear of as a mom how is how are they going to get through that without hurting themselves or i mean that's a fear yeah that's a legit fear that i don't like talking about it but i know enough about it that um it must be said because when you say it it loses a lot of power i believe i think i think i think what you are being here today is very brave and uh it was very powerful and i know 100% that there are going to be other listeners uh that have experienced infant loss that are going to appreciate this so much and i really hope that it gives them the courage to reach out and talk to others find support systems and damn it if they don't find one they make one right like you're doing um because these things this this is a tragedy that is that is not given enough i don't want to say attention but like the the gravity of it isn't realized right that the loss of an infant the loss of a child is is just the most devastating thing i feel like anybody can go through and i haven't gone through it but i've seen people who have and i i I owning it. I don't feel like I've done enough for those people I know who've lost a child out of ignorance. Exactly. Having these conversations will hopefully inspire people to, to have more conversations about how to support um, parents and grandparents and family members who've lost a child uh, because it's, it's real. It's very real. So Veronica, I just, I really want to thank you for coming and sharing your story Um, It was absolutely beautiful. And I just know that it's going to be uh, a huge help to so, so many people. So, well, I want to thank you for letting me share my story with you um, because it, it is helpful. It's releasing a lot of um, anxiety that I have about stuff, but I also just, want to say thank you for letting me take some of your safety zone and and share it in a safe place. Yeah, this is a safe place. And I know that those who are watching or listening would feel the same way. You, you created a space of safety for them. So so. um, Veronica, again, thank you very much. Um, Moms, everyone else who's listening again, Thank you for being here today. Uh, I know that this was a very difficult subject. I know that most of our subjects are difficult, but this one is definitely um, one that I know is is really hard for me to even, um, it is hard to talk about. Uh, so thank you for being here and we will uh, we'll see you next time. Hey moms, just to remember, that I am not a mental health professional. This space is just for creating conversations. If you are in crisis, please call the National Crisis Hotline at 988. If you are in danger, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency department. Talk to you soon.